You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. Make sure to rate the podcast and share with your friends. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. We have something for all ages or online at 10 a.m. Make sure to check out our live groups or small groups. In this podcast, we'll hear a message from Pastor Robert. I want to uh, share uh, what I believe the Lord has given me. Embrace the promises. Somebody say embrace. Go with me in your Bibles to 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 4. Whereby are given unto us, somebody say us. Pastor Aaron, take the microphone to Pastor Rita that we'll not waste any time here in a moment. Whereby are given unto us. It is a gift For a gift to do anything at all, you've got to receive it. Someone say amen. Amen. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. Somebody say exceeding. Exceeding. That was pitiful. Somebody say exceeding. exceeding. Somebody say great. Somebody say precious Precious. promises. Promises. Give yourself a hand clap of praise. (laughs) Now why are they given to us? That by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Pastor Rita, would you bless the reading of the Word of God? Heavenly Father, it is our pleasure and our privilege to come into your presence today. We have felt your presence in this house. You truly are here this morning. And Father, we want to continue to lift up the name of Jesus because you said if we lift you up, that you would draw draw. all men unto you. Mm -hmm. That's another promise. Mm -hmm. And Father, from Genesis to Revelation, the word is chock full of Mm -hmm. promises. And the songwriter said every promise Mm -hmm. in the book is mine. Mm-hmm. Every chapter, every verse, and every line. And so, Father, give us ears to hear this morning. Father, I pray that as the word, the anointed mm-hmm. word, falls from pastor's lips, that which he has prepared, let it fall on anointed ears. Let us not leave empty this morning. Help us to turn our cups up this morning, Father. And that when we leave, we can say, my cup is full and running over. Mm-hmm. Never have you failed me. I've been in this way 70 years uh-huh. and not one time That's have right. you failed me. Not one promise have you reneged on. You are a man of your word and you are not a man that you should lie. And I applaud you this morning because if we hold you to it and you hold us to our part, we will see accomplished that mm-hmm. which you said we That's would right. see accomplished. Mm-hmm. Faithful is he who has promised. He will also bring it to pass. Uh, anoint our pastor, anoint this hearer's father, and help us to leave and glean something from mm-hmm. you. We pray yes, in the God. name of your son, Jesus. Yes, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. If I could have a little AC on the stage, I would appreciate it. 
Some, oh, somebody else needs a little AC in the room, amen. I want you to note and notice that these exceeding great and precious promises are those that have to do with the divine nature of God. The divine nature that is planted within the heart of a believer. And anytime something is planted for it to grow, it has got to be nurtured. You have got to water it. You have got to take care of it. If you want the divine nature of God, you are going to have to do some work. Can somebody say amen? God sends his spirit, the Holy Spirit, to indwell in the heart of a believer. And that begins at conversion, when we realize that we are lost and undone and that we are living in a sinful state and repentance comes, conviction comes first and then repentance and we humble ourselves before a righteous and holy God and we say, God, here I am. And all of a sudden, uh, the Spirit of God is deposited into your soul. I can take you to the place. I can tell you the time. No man needed to tell me when the Spirit of God was came, came within my life. If you can remember that, give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. God places within the heart of the believer his own divine nature. And he makes us a brand new creature. Some people will say, well, that's just not my nature. Well, once we become Christ's followers... There's been a deposit of divine nature, the nature of God. So we should not, no longer react and respond in our own nature. And the only way to arrive at that destiny is to work and work and work and keep taking the presence of God and the word of God and shaping your lives. The believer is actually born again spiritually. I am not the same individual that I used to be, and I hope tomorrow I'm not the same that I am today. God, open up heaven today and let it rain on your children, God. Have your way in our lives. Partaking of the divine nature of God through the presence of God's Holy Spirit. I want you to note what happens when we take on the very divine nature of God we escape, according to the word that I read to you, we escape the corruption of the world. It's kind of like a jailbreak. You've been locked up, and all of a sudden, you've been set free. Has anyone's chains been dropped in the house because of the Holy Spirit showed up? And your chains begin to fall. You begin to change, your nature begin to change, giving unto us great and precious promises. Now, I want us to look at the book of Acts, chapter 26, verse 6, and I want to read it to you out of the NIV. In verse 6, and now it is because of my hope and what God has promised our ancestors that I am on trial today. Paul was in prison. Paul is in trouble for preaching the gospel. So I want us to look at this verse, and I want us to find out how God, excuse me, how Paul defended himself? Did he appeal for mercy? Did he say why he was on trial? Please, I need you to forgive me. I need some mercy. Did, did, he, did he call out for a miracle? God, would you take me out of this mess? In the most important speech of his life, how did he defend himself? I want to read it again. And now it is because of my hope in what God has promised 
our ancestors and I am on trial today. Paul's defense included no reference to his accomplishments, and he had many. He could have said, well, look what I've done. Paul's defense, he demanded no special treatment. He could have said, do you not know who I am? Do you not know who you are talking to? His only justification was, I believed in the promises of God. That's the only thing that he said in his defense. My life, he said, is it jeopardy because I believed? I want you to look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, do you believe? Do you believe the promises of God? Even when all hell shows up at your household, can you stand steadfast and say, I believe in the promises of God? So did Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, Noah and Mary. How about a prophet named Isaiah? How about a preacher named Peter? The heroes in the Bible came from all walks of life. They were servants, they were doctors, they were teachers, they were rulers. They were men, they were female. They were married, they were single. All walks of life, all walks of life are represented in this room today. Yet one common denominator united all the heroes of the Bible and should unite all of us as the family of God is that we will build our lives on the promises of God. No matter if all hell comes to my house. I had this discussion with a friend of mine that is grieving right now, and I don't know how he feels, but I can stand with confidence in the promises of God before this great group of people and tell you, come hell or come high water, I will finish the race standing on the promises of God. And if you can testify to that, would you stand to your feet, put your hands together and say, I will stand faithful to the promises of God. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Woo! Somebody, we bless you, Lord. We trust you, God. We stand unmovable on the promises, the promises of God. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Hallelujah! No weapon formed against us shall prosper. No demon in hell. Hallelujah! Woo! Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Not today. No rocks are going to cry out. Hallelujah. Listen to me. Because of God's promises, Noah believed in rain before rain was a word. Huh. I'll say it again. Because of God's promises, Noah believed in rain before rain was a word. Noah had the unwavering faith to follow God's commandments. I had no intention until I was walking out my office door to tie this in. 
But we're talking about the promises of God and I'm going to be talking about building our lives. So this is not a tithing message and very seldom do I speak about uh, giving and, and probably should speak about it more. But we're talking about the promises of God. So I, coming out of my office this morning, I just felt the Lord laying this in my spirit. The media team don't have it, but in Malachi 3 and 10, it says, bring you all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough for you to receive it. You wanna build your life you want to build your family. You want to build on the promises of God when it comes to your finances. Yeah. Yeah. I got two. Yeah. 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 Just thought I'd throw that in there. That's, I, I'm not going to charge you for it, all right? But as for me and my house, we said we, we as a staff there at the conference, we sat in our room and we talked about favorable moments. And I, I wanted to share with the staff favorable moments that's been on my life. And there was way too many to tell. Way too many favorable moments on this ministry to tell. And I just highlighted a couple of favorable moments, but the favor of God. Pastor Rita looked at me this week and she said to me, I do believe. The favor of God is on your life. And January 8th of 1994, I stood in a pulpit, if you want to call it that, and I made a promise to 23 people that were there that every dime that we brought in, every dime that God brought through the door 10% of that would go back out. Why? Because I believe the promises of God. He got paid last Friday at his new job. I said, hey, don't forget, pay your tithes. Well, he's 19, but he's still living in my house. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you missed that one. Because of God's promises, Joshua led two million people into enemy territory and received the victory when there shouldn't have been a victory in the natural, but because of God's promises. Because of God's promises, David killed a giant. When he showed up, everybody else sticking by, staying way back, fearful, knees knocking. But because of God's promise, David slew a giant. Because of God's promise, Paul found grace worth dying for. Worth dying for. What I have found is worth dying for. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, and thy rod and thy staff comforts me. His promises is worth dying for. The call of my life is worth dying for. 
The promises of God will bring the divine nature of God in our lives. One writer called such saints heirs of the promise. It's as if the promise was the family fortune and they were smart enough to go to the reading of the will. If you got a certified letter in the mail that said so-and-so died and they're gonna read the will and you have an inheritance coming to you, you'd swim the ocean to get there. Sunday morning it rains four drops, we stay home. If it snows a quarter of an inch, we roll back over. And then in the summertime, if it's too hot, I can't go. But when you come to the understanding that you're going to the reading of the family fortune and you realize you've got an inheritance You'll step across the devil. You'll step on his head. You'll leave the hospital early. You'll get up and get ready and brush your teeth and run to God's house because there is an inheritance waiting on you. Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Come on, somebody, give him a hand clap. Give him a shout of praise. I just want to paraphrase this a little bit. By faith, when warned about things not yet seen in holy fear, build an ark. Noah built an ark of things not yet seen to save his family. To what? To save his family. Why don't we build before the thing that we can't see? Why don't we build before the devil shows up instead of waiting till everything's falling apart to find ourselves at an altar? And that's not a bad time to come, but you might have a few less trips to the altar in trouble if you build before you see what is coming. Because the promises of God tells us that the enemy is coming. But he also tells us to build. We need to build by faith, Abraham. When called to go a place, he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went even though he did not know where he was going. God said, leave your house. Leave your father. Leave everything that you know for a better place. He lived in tents. I was in my office early this morning and I read over that and I thought sometimes you gotta live in a tent before you can live in a palace. Everybody wants a palace experience but sometimes you gotta live in a tent, so to speak, in your life. You gotta start somewhere. He lived in tents as did Isaac and Jacob who were heirs with him of the same promise and by faith even Sarah who was past childbearing age was enabled to bear children because she considered him what? Faithful, who had made the promise. By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac a sacrifice. He who had embraced the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son because God told him to. And God made a promise. God has made multiple promises. Somebody wrote down there was 7,487 promises of God. I didn't calculate that. 
Some of the promises are positive and they give us assurance of blessings, but other promises tell us that there's consequences that are coming. And I feel like we want to know the promises of the blessings. We don't want to hear about God's promise and what God has to say if we don't do something and the consequences. Huh? But all are binding. Every promise that God has made, every promise that God has made is binding. Why? Because God cannot lie. Do you hear me? As God was preparing the Israelites to face a new land, a new land. I can remember years ago, Speaking at the old building, God was preparing us for a new land before we got here. In my spirit this morning earlier, God was speaking to me that he is preparing us for a new season. A new season. And with every level will come another devil, will come another battle. But I feel like, and I have felt it in my spirit for weeks now, that God is preparing us for a brand new season. Season. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Hallelujah. So here he speaks to the Israelites in Exodus 34 and 10 and he said, Behold, I make a covenant. It's a contract. It's a promise. I make a covenant before all thy people. I will do marvels such as have not been done in all the earth nor in any nation and all the people among which thou art shall see the work of the Lord, for it is an awesome thing that I will do for them. Very important here, very important. God did not emphasize the Israelites' strength. He emphasized his strength. He said, I will make a covenant. I will do such great things. Do you hear me? He did not underscore their ability, but he highlighted his. With God, all things are possible. Do you hear me? Not only in our church, not only in my family, but also in your family. Don't count your qualification. Don't let that count you out. Don't let your abilities count you out. When God says something, when God makes a promise, God will fulfill the promise. When God took me to my knees and said, open up a church uh, and I still have the article that I wrote in the newspaper that God said uh, that he would grow a church uh, in our area 500 plus people. That's before it ever rained, so to speak. Do you understand? But God said, and when God said, I followed through and put it in the newspaper, still have the article today, and God is faithful to do what God said. God said, if you're saved, then your household shall be saved. You got to start speaking those promises. God said, by his stripes, you are healed. You got to start speaking the promises of God. Oh, somebody give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Somebody blessing. Somebody blessing. Somebody say it's my turn. Ah. From the first chapter of scripture, the Bible makes a case of dependability of God. He's dependable. Nine times, the text 
reiterates God said, when God spoke, something happened. Huh? There was light, there was land, there was water. When God spoke, something else that was said this week when we were out of town. Pastor Michael was talking to me and he said he told somebody, well, when Pastor Robert speaks, things just sort of have a way of happening. And I, I looked at him, I said, no, no. And I know what he meant. I know who he's giving the credit to. But I said, no, no, didn't I not, Eric? I said, nope, no, no. When God speaks, when God speaks and God says, come, if you will be obedient to the voice, I didn't say your neighbor's voice, I didn't say something weird, something strange, but when God speaks to you and he speaks to me, I don't need somebody, I don't say this disrespectful, I don't need somebody else telling me what God told them to tell me, tell their neighbor, tell this cousin, go tell Pat, I wanna hear from God. And if God don't speak to me, if God don't say come, I don't wanna go. And I've made that mistake before, but when God gives you a promise and you know it was God, it wasn't bad cabbage that you ate before you went to bed and God shows up and he speaks to you, all you gotta do is get out of the boat and go where God tells you to go. Oh, my, 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 my. I'm gonna need a couple biscuits and a nap this afternoon. There was light when he spoke, there was land. He needed no assistance, he spoke, and it what? It happened. God's word is sure. What he says happens. Get your Bible and go to Psalms chapter 33, verse six through nine. By the what? By the word of the Lord were heavens made. Can you think about that? By the word of the Lord, the Lord spoke and the heavens was made. If he can make the heavens, can he not make the mountain move in your life? If God can make the heavens, can he not make a church in Meadowbrook, West Virginia, zip code 26404, where the zip code poly, nobody in the world knows it, but a handful of us. God knows it, he never sleeps and he never slumps. God had a plan from the beginning of time to raise up a church with a rim and a bunch of people that'll step out of the boat and believe on the promises of God. If you believe the promises of God, give him another hand clap and another shout of praise. By the word. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, by the word. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. And he gathered the waters, <laughs> gathered the waters of the sea together as a heap, and he layeth up the death in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spake and it was done. And he commanded it and it stood fast. His promises are irrevocable. Do you hear me? Because of who he is. He's God almighty. I said his promises are irrevocable because of who he is. He is God almighty. He is worthy of our prayer. He is a holy God. 
God and he is a God that cannot lie. Do you hear me? He's unchanging. He never changes. He never changes. We all change. Nothing stays the same. But the God that I serve, he never changes. He's a God of yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and forever. Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. He don't change. He don't change because the administration changes. He don't change because one has authority in the Congress and another has the authority in the Senate. He's still God. He's still on the throne. Nothing surprises him. Nothing catches him off guard. He don't have plan B. He's got plan A. And at the end of the journey, those of us that believe shall be caught up with the Lord in the sky Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Oh, stand up with me. You don't stand, I might be here all day. Listen to me. He sees the end from the beginning. Choir, stay, stay, stay where you're at. Stay where you're at. See, he don't change what I do. He sees the end from the beginning. And along the journey, he makes no course corrections. Think about that. Oftentimes, I gotta change my plan because my plan ain't his plan. Huh? James 1 and 17, in the, he never changes or casts shifting shadows. Hebrews 10 and 23, let us hold fast. Somebody say hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. He didn't stop there. He went on to say, for he is faithful that promised. God is faithful. I read it again in 1 Corinthians 15 and 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast. Steadfast. Unmovable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Romans 4 and 21. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. He does not overpromise, and he does not underdeliver. What God says, he will deliver. So be steadfast. You've heard me say it, but maybe someone hasn't. April 10th, when I had those strokes, I wasn't that steadfast. I had a few hours of pity party. Pity, little pity party. But he that promised was faithful even when I was not faithful. He cannot lie. It is impossible for him to lie. Hebrews 6 and 18, in which it is impossible for God to lie. Good people are serious about keeping their word. I can honestly say, I try my very best to keep my word. I try my very best. A good person does everything they possibly can to keep their word. So how much better is God than you and I? He always keeps his word. Not one pro promise did he give to Israel that he did not fulfill. 
Joshua 21 and 45, Therefore failed not aught of any good thing which the Lord had spoken to the house of Israel. All came to pass. All. Somebody say all. The question is, the question is not, will God keep his promises? Here's the question of the day. Will you build your house on the promises of God? Your house is your life. And I thought about this earlier today. I'm just going to be honest with you. Probably at one time, starting out, I was probably more interested in growing the church because of the comments that I heard from people in the community. Fly the night. Won't last. It'll be gone. They're a cult. All these different things. So I was probably more interested, looking back now, in proving them wrong. But when the divine nature of God is planted in you, your motive begins to change. And it's this. And I'm way more interested in growing your family. Each one of us have a house. That house is a temporary home. It's not our dwelling place. Hey, George, Judy, David, good to see you, man. Love you. Welcome back. Each one of us have a life. We have one home. Patrick, one. One, you need to hear me. You got one chance to get it right. In the Bible, there was a man that built his house out of a great foundation. There's only one foundation. That's Jesus. There was another man, he heard the same words, but he built upon the sand. The Bible said the wise man, when the wind came and the floods came, and his house stood because he believed the promises of God, where God said, build your house this way. What was the difference in these two men? The other one, he heard. He heard the same. Everyone's heard the same word today. Some will choose to take it. Some will choose not to. And a storm came, and it was a great fall. We don't want to see your life fall. We don't want to see your family fall. We want to see you weather the storms. And how do you do that? By trusting in the promises of God. Could you put your hands together and bless the Lord? Come on, let's bless the Lord. How about the, coming back up the choir? I know it's getting a little bit late. Well, it's not really. Let the choir come, would you? I want to ask you a question. Everybody look at me. Don't, don't look at the choir. None of them good looking at all, I'll tell you. <laughs> oh, somebody take it serious. Jump back in your pickle juice. I want to ask you a question. How's your foundation? How's your foundation holding up? Can we not stand on the promises of God 
My wife asked me, we was laying in bed this morning early, and she said, what are you preaching on today? And I said, the promises of God. She started singing that old hymn, standing on the promises of God. You remember that? Listen to Isaiah 55 and 10, I promise. We'll worship, sing for a few moments, and we'll go home and eat some lunch. Isaiah 55 and 10, I love this. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth and bud. And it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Note the certainty here of God's promise. God's word always produces fruit. I said God's word always produces fruit. He said, everywhere I send it. We are this close to spring. And what I love about spring is one of those early rains where you know by the smell. You know what I'm talking about? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? You know by the smell that it is springtime and things are about to blossom. Things are about to come budding out there is going to be growth because you can smell it. Now this may not sound real good to you, but I can smell it. I can smell it. And when it happens in your life, then it happens in the church. <laughs> it's tangible. When one of us decide that we're gonna start lifting our hands and praising God in our sanctuary that maybe never did that, it's tangible. And it gets on somebody else. When somebody smiles, somebody else has got to smile. And I can smell it. A new season is changing for us. And here's the greatest change, is when you humble yourself and you ask Christ into your life to forgive you of your sins. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Please. Many, many years ago, a man stood in the pulpit and he said something like this, if you was to die today, would heaven be your home? And I couldn't answer yes. So I ask you today, if death knocked at your door today, are you confident in what the Bible said to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord? If you are not confident 100%, friend, you're probably not. Right where you're at today, I'm not going to single you out. If you'd like to give your life to Christ and be a recipient of the promises of God and walk out of this place with the divine nature of God being deposited into your spirit man, you'd like to give your life to Christ today. Right where you're at, slip your hand up real high. Is there one? I see your hand, ma'am. Somebody else. Somebody else. Somebody else. Put your hand high. Yes, I've seen her hand. 
Somebody else, somebody else, somebody else. I won't tarry long. I see your hand. I see your hand, young man. Somebody else, somebody else, somebody else, somebody else, somebody else. You raise your hand today. Raise your head and open your eyes and look right at me. And don't be ashamed. Matter of fact, would you just take someone by the hand beside of you? Take someone by the hand. That's right. You're making a decision. Go ahead, ma'am. Take someone by the hand and pray this prayer with me. And mean it from the bottom of your heart. Lord Jesus, today I humble myself. I acknowledge, God, that you are almighty, that you are my creator. Thank you, Lord, for touching my heart here today, for drawing me. And Lord, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I acknowledge that you are the savior of the world. Today, I repent and ask you to forgive me, cleanse me, teach me, guide me, use me. From this day forward, I'll do my very best to live my life for you in Jesus' name. Can everybody in the church say amen and give God a great amen. Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast. Make sure to rate the podcast and share with your friends. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. We have something for all ages or online at 10 a.m. Make sure to check out our live groups or small groups. 